Well, it's always an encouragement. You know, I was just sharing with my group just to hear, you know, just from all of you, you know, we don't necessarily on for during, you know, Sunday mornings to have this extended opportunity to hear from one another and, you know, just to pray for one another. So thankful for that. Um, yeah, should hopefully go through this very briefly, but can I get my first slide? <clears throat> all right. I know. I don't know if that's a sympathetic, look how much you've aged. Cause that's what I feel like when I look at these pictures is, um, yeah, the Lord's brought us very far. Um, but I don't have any baby photos, um, to show, but hopefully, uh, it's from our dating and, and then marriage. But, you know, I just want to share briefly just the story of how I asked out Becky many, many years ago. And some of you may have heard this, but, um, you know, decided we, we had gotten, we'd known each other for a little while, served in the church in San Diego. And, um, so, you know, over time, uh, the Lord brought me to a point where, you know, I was going to ask her out DTR, right? The whole thing. So I got, found a boba shop near her house, um, that day, that evening, um, tried to find a table that was more isolated in the back, you know, and, uh, got there early. Um, and, you know, I was just sitting there just basically reading a book, um, just waiting for her. And then, you know, she comes in and start talking and then finally mustered up the energy and the courage to ask her out. And to be honest, I don't remember a whole lot of what I shared. Um, but I do remember one thing, um, and it'll become clear why. And I did say, you know, hey, you know, I want you to take your time, think about it, pray about it. You know, please talk to your discipler, you know, take as much time as you need. And I even said maybe, you know, if you need two weeks, take as much time as you need, right? I just want it to be gracious and generous. Huh? One month's, too long. one month's a little too long, but two weeks I can live with, right? Um and like I said, you know, godly like gal like her, I, I, I knew, you know, she, she would do her due diligence, do my spiritual background check and all that, right? And, you know, didn't want her to make any sort of rash decisions. And so after I shared all that, when she said, well, um, I've thought about it and sure, I'm interested in dating you. So now what, Right. I froze like I'm freezing right now. I was totally caught off guard. I, I, I totally thought, you know, she would take my offer of taking two weeks and, and doing all that. And, you know, I had been so focused on how I was going to ask her out and do all that, that I hadn't really thought about what am I going to do next, you know? And, you know, I, I've even assumed that had maybe like two weeks or so to, to figure that out. Right. Um, but praise God for his Holy spirit, because he gave me words to, to say, and, you know, I, I think it was, you know, within, was it much longer after that, but we just prayed and forward. Um, now there's a backstory to this, which you could ask Becky about, you know, she, why she gave an answer so quickly. And, um, and it wasn't because she was head over heels over me, but you can ask her another time, but why do I share this story? Okay. Number one, you know, shows you how immature and, uh, ignorant I was back then. Um, and it's only by the grace of God, you know, that we are where we are, that she's married to me. Um, and hopefully I've have by God's grace grown much wisdom since those days. 
Um, but I also want to share this story to illustrate from Becky's question, right? After she agreed to date me and said, so now what? Right, that one of the fundamental um, needs in all relationships, whether it's in dating, whether it's in marriage, whether it's between a parent and child, at church or in the workplace, is the need for direction and is the need for leadership. Right? And the difference is in the goal of those relationships and in the means that we get there. But as we talked this morning briefly about spiritual leadership within the concept of gospel shepherding in the home, you know, it begs several questions. Number one, what's the ultimate goal? Right? Where does Christ call us to lead and for others to follow? And then secondly, how are we called to lead and how are we called to follow? And it's always important to start with the goal because whether it's explicitly stated or not, it drives and it sets the direction for the relationship. Right? If I can get my next slide there. And when we look to God's word, scripture provides us with both the goal and the means. Right? Colossians 1, 28 through 29 says, Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. In Ephesians chapter 5, starting verse 25, it says, Husbands, love your wives. As Christ loved the church, gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. All right, I didn't put it up here, but another familiar passage, Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 through 17. Right, the Apostle Paul, write, writing to his young protege, Timothy, says, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, correction, training, and righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped, for every good work. Right? We not only see the means, which is his authoritative and sufficient word, but it's also we also see the goal, which is that we would be wise for salvation through faith in Christ, complete in Christ, and equipped for every good work. Yeah, we see that for the Apostle Paul, right, who was called to gospel leadership by his Lord and Savior, that this his ultimate goal was to see Christ fully formed in everyone around him. And that's what drove his ministry. It's what governed everything that he did from where he went to what he proclaimed to the way in which he ministered to others, both within and outside of the church. Now, where did the Apostle Paul learn this? And how did he learn how to do this? Well, according to Philippians 3, right, it wasn't his past ministry it wasn't his educational background. It wasn't his religious zeal. Verse 8, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Right? And later in verses 12 through 14, he says, Now, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on toward what? 
the goal for the upward prize, sorry, for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Right? So Paul learned it from knowing Christ and treasuring Christ and wanting Christ to be formed in others. If I can have the next slide. As far as his knowledge of Christ, as our good shepherd Christ, he knows us, he calls us, and he leads us. Right? And specifically, he leads us beside still water. And still water is this idea of spiritual rest and refreshment, restoration and satisfaction. Right? He also leads us in paths of righteousness as opposed to the path of sin or the path of this fallen world, as we were reminded this morning. Right? In contrast to the way that the world defines leadership, by lording it over others for one's own personal benefit, Christ not only taught, but he also modeled for his disciples that gospel leadership involves serving others selflessly and sacrificially for the benefit of others. If you recall, Jesus in John chapter 13, presumably after a long and tiring day of ministry, getting down to wash his disciples' feet as an example for them to follow. And truly, as the Son of Man, Christ came not to be served, but to serve, ultimately by going to the cross and giving his life as a ransom for us. Right? Not many of us think of it this way, but the cross is the greatest display of Christ's gospel leadership in our lives. And according to Ephesians chapter 5, we read that earlier, the goal of his leadership and his love for us was not merely that we would be forgiven, but that we would be what? Sanctified, holy, and without blemish. And Christ calls husbands in particular to this same gospel love and leadership, right? to a cross-centered life of selfless, sacrificial, and sanctifying service, beginning in our relationship with our wives, but extending to our relationship with our children. And so husbands, how are we doing with that? Well, left to ourselves, we would all stumble and fall. And if we're honest with ourselves, we're not smart enough, we're not strong enough, we're totally inadequate to shepherd our wives, our children, the members of our discipleship group. But our sufficiency is in Christ. And the hope of the gospel is that as we follow Christ by faith, he leads us step by step by step and so that we can humbly but confidently say with the Apostle Paul, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. And so we can never separate our personal relationship to Christ from our relationship to those whom God has called us to shepherd. For even as I recently experienced when our shepherding and our leadership gets disconnected from Christ, we crash and we burn. At the end of the day, what qualifies us to serve as leaders in our home and in the church is not the size of our paycheck or our homes. It's not how many followers we have on social media or how many advanced degrees we hold from seminary. It's but the power of the gospel and the Spirit's work in our lives 
or as Christ illustrated through the metaphor of the vine and the branches, it's our union and our communion with Christ that enables and empowers us to shepherd our homes. So let me ask the men here, is our lives worth imitating? Are we following Christ? And is his life what our wives and our children, the leaders and the members of our discipleship group, see in us? Is per- perhaps worth asking them over dinner tonight, and better yet, I would encourage you even to ask your discipleship group leaders that question, right? Is the life of Christ seen in my life? Is Christ truly Lord, as we were reminded this morning, over your finances, your work, your free time, your relationship, and your ministries? How about the ladies? Right? If Christ's ultimate desire for us through his loving leadership in our lives is that we would be sanctified, whether you're married, whether you're engaged, dating, or single, is that your desire as well? Is it your goal to be led and conformed to the image of Christ? Put it another way, would you rather be holy or happy? If we are in Christ and growing in his grace and his knowledge, then we've been given everything that we need to lead others according to the gospel. As Pastor Mark recently took us through the Lord's Prayer, it is through prayer and dependence on the Lord's leadership that we as his beloved children are shepherded and cared for by our Heavenly Father. And by extension, it is through prayer that we shepherd, lead, and care for others, including the members of our home and the household of God with the gospel. And as also we've been walking through Psalm 119 in our scripture reading, it is also through his righteous word, which is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, that Christ leads us on his paths of righteousness. And when we deviate from his word, we end up going astray. And so it's for this reason that the psalmist recognized in Psalm 119, verse 71, that it is good for me that I was afflicted. Why? So that I might learn your statutes. Because it's his word that ultimately leads us and points us to Christ. And just as Christ leads us through his word and leads us through prayer, we're called to do the same with those whom he has called us to shepherd in our home and in the church. It's the reason we need to spend daily time in word and in his prayer. It's the reason we have, hopefully, family devotionals to lead and shepherd our wives, our children, our roommates, and through dependence on his appointed means of grace. So gospel leadership, at the end of the day, right? it's not about leading in our own strength, our own wisdom, our past experiences. But if we were to put it all together, it's really about leading others to follow Christ with his appointed means of grace, which is his word and prayer. It's through a life of selfless, sacrificial, and sanctifying service of others as we ourselves are following and growing in Christ. That would be my summary of everything we talked about this morning. And so, would the Lord help us to do that 
to apply that in our homes, to apply that in our discipleship groups, to apply that in our church, to really follow him and his example, his model of gospel leadership, so that at the end of the day, we'd be pleasing to Christ and be able to present everyone in our lives complete in Christ. All right? Well, with that, let's close uh, in a word prayer. Lord, thank you for just who Christ is and everything that he accomplished for us on that cross. Lord, where would we be without it? And so we're humbled and we're thankful and grateful for the work that he's done that applies to our lives even this day as we seek to follow the direction that you set for our lives. We thank you that you have given us Christ. We thank you for his model. We thank you for how he has shepherded and led us and how he continues to do so through your word and through prayer. Even now, he is interceding on our behalf, just as the Spirit is interceding for us. And certainly we need that as men and women who are weak and inadequate. We are utterly dependent upon your leadership in our lives. Help us in turn to consider those in our lives, our wives, our spouses, our kids, our discipleship group members, and consider how you call us to care for them with the gospel. Lord, just to be living out a life of selfless, sacrificial, and sanctifying service. Lord, knowing that we're not our own, and we belong to you, and we belong to one another. Lord, would you use us uh, through our lives as our lives are transformed from the inside out, to be an example and an encouragement and an influence for the gospel and the people you put around us. May that really be the leadership that is evident in each of our lives. Lord, from the least to the greatest, that this is the gospel leadership that we would pursue because that is how you continue to lead us in our lives. So would you help us as a church, Lord, to be faithful to you until the end. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.